from the top of the charts to the dusty $1 bin and everything in between, it's time for another review on Life to Labyrinth. Almost like a Rexall or an IGA, like a small IGA department, because like the prices aren't good like Giant Tigers. They tend to be a bit more expensive than like a Walmart would be, but they legitimately like I can go in and get fucking baby Tylenol groceries and a video game like London Drugs sells everything now. Yeah, and I've definitely applied when I first moved here for a few computer repair jobs at London Drugs because they have like IT support, like Geek Squad style. It's so weird. I hate London Drugs. (laughs) Just it, it just makes no sense to me. There's nothing there that I want. But anyway, apparently they sell the bubbly soda stream flavors okay, well, duly noted. <laughs> so, to, to bring that, that full circle yeah so if you want bubbly soda stream flavors head to the drugstore <laughs> it's the worst place <laughs> uh, everybody had a good week yeah it was a week can we just take a minute and just appreciate the Stevens back though? Because we didn't get to do that last week with Rob. A hundred percent. Welcome back, buddy. Thank you. We missed the hell out of you. Really did. How you been doing? Fill us in. I know you don't want to fill us in on everything. <laughs> no, pretty good. Like fucking crazy whirlwind night. We had to move houses just for accessibility reasons. Fucking so like in the course of like six weeks, we had to notify previously current landlord that we were moving out early. We had to find a subletter to take over our lease. We had to find a new place to move into, then get the security, like the damage deposit and first month's rent, as well as organize movers, which, cause thankfully, Alberta disability, at least if it's an emergency, will hire movers. So- yeah, I was gonna say, both you and her are not exactly fit to haul boxes around. Yeah, so I will say, having used professional movers now, I don't think I'm ever gonna wanna move with family <laughs> ever again. Coming back. <laughs> it was, Two and, two and a half hours, they moved our entire house. Um, no, no damage. They took our like queen size medical bed, like big steel frame bed. No dents in the walls, no broken glass, everything pristine. I think it took a total of about four hours to load up the old place, get to the new one and completely unload. And then everything was sorted into the right room. So even unpacking only took us a couple days. Like, oh, it's been so nice. <laughs> Amazing. I'm really happy for you, but I'm enraged by all my moving memories now. Right? I know. I'm so pissed <laughs> off. I've been, I've been doing this wrong for 20 years. <laughs> I've been getting movers for beer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, moved in 12 hours. Like a dryer was broken, so they got that fixed. Then the first time I went to use the fucking stove or the oven, it sets itself on fire. Oh. So we're currently in the middle of getting that replaced. <laughs> With some very... Keep breaking all those appliances, you'll get new stuff, or at least new to you. And <laughs> I wish. Oh, I was so mad. Like, man, who the fuck doesn't make sure their oven's not fucking damaged before setting somebody into their house? But saying that, it's a huge house with a wicked backyard, and it's a really good price. So, awesome. We just we moved in on the premise that all the damage was cosmetic from the previous tenant. Turns out, two of the most you know major appliances don't work. But hey. <laughs> oh my god. Other than that, it's great. Right? But that's apparently sorted. We're supposed to get a new oven Friday. Uh, most of our shit's set up, so we could finally just kind of take a minute to enjoy the fact that we've moved successfully. For sure. 
And and that was quick, considering for those of you listening and Angie who wasn't around at the time, you and I started the podcast when we did because we had to wait for you to finish moving last time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Less than a year. <laughs> yep. I have moved three times in essentially three years because we stayed at the apartment for a year and then Danielle got pregnant, so we needed a bigger space. We moved into the townhouse, and then the townhouse is the one we had to like emergency move out of nine months into our lease. So <laughs> it's been, a- and then on top of it, COVID, because of course we did. Of course, of course. <laughs> Two moves and a new baby in the middle of the pandemic, because we really know how to plan things well. <laughs> I hope you feel settled there soon and you stay there for a long time. That's the plan. No matter what goes wrong, this place could burn the fuck down. I don't care. It's This is where we're staying. <laughs> Perfect. I, uh, I recently saw a thing from King of the Hill that was talking about when Hank's neighbor had had his quinceanera for his daughter a deal. And he was like talking about like who rents a house for 20 years. I felt so attacked. Right. I've <laughs> lived you. in this house for since 2013. <laughs> My my landlord, the last time he was around, he was like, oh, you know, this person's moving out, blah, blah, blah. They've been our, in our tenant. They've been with us for 10 years. Can you believe that? And I was like, yeah, because I've been with you for like eight. <laughs> <laughs> totally. I'm a renter. Yeah, we all are. We're all waiting yeah. for our parents to die so that we can actually afford to buy a house. <laughs> I don't even think that'll help now. Like, it's too, it's too nuts. It's too it's pretty nuts. crazy where you are. I just saw a house in Elmont sold for over a million dollars. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I it would be a really nice house, but they went from, I know just when we were thinking about buying, I was, I always eyeball Elmont, not that my partner would move there, but it went from kind of like, yeah, like normal to, oh, that seems high to what the fuck in about two years. Yeah. My folks just moved into like, a housing development in on Vancouver Island and they said that before they even moved into it it had gone up in value yeah oh yeah it's so, that happens here all the time with new builds the one advantage is is that I'm the executor of my parents will so this sweet house that they have on Vancouver Island you know everybody thinks everywhere in Canada is expensive and then they look at BC yeah. <laughs> I get to sell that house or go live in it. Eh, I'd love to live in BC. We've tossed it around. But I don't know if Vancouver Island would be the place that we'd want to land. Right. Wow. So anyways, yeah, don't, music. Don't music. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Life to Labyrinth podcast. My name is Bryn. I'm Angie. And I'm Steven. Hooray, we're all here. Woo! <laughs> so... We've vamped for minutes upon minutes now, so let's just hit it right into my choice of an album, which for me is, if you told me five years ago this was going to be one of my most favorite things to listen to, I probably appointed a gun at you and told you to get off my property, but somehow... <laughs> you sound so Alberta. <laughs> True. I had it, had it phrased a different way in my head earlier, but I don't remember what it is. I'd probably tell you to leave my birthday party or get the hell out or something. Anyway, so we listened to Charmer by Claptone. Now, full disclosure, when I listen to Claptone, I usually just stick to like a few. I have like a mix of Claptone I stick to. I don't really listen to one of his albums, although this particular one has 
two or three songs that are my favorite of his, so that's why I picked it. And it's it's different than anything else I ever thought I would like. It has no guitars in it. It's a DJ. It's dance music. It's 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 all these weird things. But I just I found it because I was sitting in a car with one of my old bosses, and I shazammed it. I think he had Heartbeat on, and I shazammed it. I was like, "What is this?" And then another song came on, which was No Eyes. It was the No Eyes radio edit. And I was like, what is this? the same artist. And so I just, I started listening to those two songs repeat, like on repeat. And then I just sort of started branching out from there. And no one is more surprised than me that I like this, but I absolutely <laughs> <Wes>. love it. <laughs> That's kind of my backstory with Claptone. That's how I found him. That's why I listened to him. What did you guys think? Steven, you were dying to tell me before Angie joined. So did you want to- I don't, I don't know maybe, if dying the, the right word. <laughs> or maybe it is. Yeah, maybe. So, I don't know, like this is probably the first album we've listened to that I was just like perfectly neutral on. Like <laughs> I have no strong feelings one way or the other. I think like instrumentally and musically, it's engaging and entertaining and like throwing it on in the background while I'm cleaning or working. Mm -hmm. It's a wicked kind of lo-fi album. I think most of the songs would be better without the mostly negligible lyrics. So like, <laughs> I'd be better off if it was just mostly an instrumental album. So I said, like I was jumping around the album trying to find songs that just like really stuck out to me. And there just isn't. There's, I had to come back to this album a dozen different times because as much as I didn't dislike it, I also didn't really like it. There wasn't any part of me that was like, oh yeah, go put one of these songs on her. Like, right. anything is a pretty fun jam. I really like that one. I think that one actually does benefit from the vocals by Jaw. Um, and the No Wise radio edit, I actually like the radio edit more than the just the album edit. 100%, that's why I told you to, I feel the same way. That's why I told you to listen to it. Yeah, I think it just, it fits the format and the style of music much better. But yeah, I don't know, I think this is, this is for me more an album I would put on super low volume and just have it kind of ambient noise in the room while I'm focusing on something else because then I don't have to pay attention to the lyrics or anything. And musically it's strong. It's a really good like lo-fi techno album. I just didn't <laughs> find anything remarkable or outstanding about it at all. No, that's fair. That's fair. Steven, I'm so glad you're back. You said something so well there that I was like, you kind of clarified things that I were thinking. I was thinking as well. So. Oh, I appreciate that. <laughs> I'm so glad you're back. <laughs> I agree with you in that there weren't a lot of crazy standout. Okay, let me just backtrack. First of all, I lived in England. Oh, well, this is news. I know. <laughs> So I moved to England when I was 18 and I was kind of a rocker girl and it was a really big deal for me to kind of let go of that and get into house music, which is what I did. England is a home to Ministry of Sound and I was around people who wanted to go to clubs, which seemed insane to me, but I fucking loved it. That was a big departure for me. So the second I was like, oh, this is a dance album. My God, how much fun, how much fun is this? And every time I put on this album, I immediately would go find a dance song I liked better. I was like, oh, <laughs> remember that Basement Jack song? Fucking right. And then I'd like a few songs 
would go by and I'd be like, oh, Eric Prads, you know, like, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna hear that song again. So it's cool. There were a couple songs that I liked. There were, I agree with you, Stephen, that I found a lot of it didn't have the special parts. And for a dance song, because I think I've listened to a decent amount of like British techno house from the early 2000s that the hooks weren't strong enough for me. There was, you know, when you hear those dance songs and you're like, oh, it's coming, it's coming. <laughs> oh, and they're like, it's either a crate, it's like, it's either Sia with David Guetta or mm. it's, you know, something where there's awesome lyrics and a really great hook. And I felt, here's what I thought. I felt like this was the yacht rock of the rock era. I felt like this was like yacht dance. Stick with me. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it just didn't have like that hard, the hard kind of bass and missing um, the really f- fun lyrics. I found the lyrics, yeah, not awesome, but I was very excited to listen to it. And there were a few good songs that I enjoyed. And I think that I listened to a lot of dance music this week and I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad I could bring that into your life. Yes. So yeah, I'll, I'll agree that Something that I do find to be a criticism of this artist, at least the stuff that I've listened to, and I I haven't listened to his entire discography, is he definitely doesn't lean on the bass drops the way that a lot of dance music does now. He, I think he he doesn't do like the breakdowns as much as they do. I really don't know as much about house music in that as as you probably do at this point, Angie, because I basically listened to Ace of Bass, nothing but rock music, and then I started listening to this. <laughs> this, is, this seems like a great gateway. This seems like a great gateway drug into dance because it's light and it's not whatever. So I mean, I think that's cool. I think it's a great choice, and I'm happy to send Chris crazier shit your way. Yeah, I think that's actually a really good way to describe it. Is it really? is like intro to house music like it's it, yeah. Yeah. it's missing a lot of the like the big booms and the like crazy good hooks but it it gets you into the right mindset for it like if i showed up yeah. to a club that was opening and they had this running before putting on their actual like club music i wouldn't right. i wouldn't think twice it would totally fit in for me it would just be like if it's you know midnight and everybody's gooned and this starts playing Mm, that's about when I walk out of that club. (laughs) Well, it's interesting, but I also thought it might be more of an after-hours music when people are coming down. Oh, yeah, that. Because this is not your come-up. This is not your, like, oh, my God, the ecstasy's hitting me, and I'm just going to go feel feelings on the dance floor. This is more like, oh, my God, it's leaving. (laughs) (laughs) See, here, they play, like, I know the ranch, like country bar, when it's time for them to start closing up, they switch on like light rock, I guess. Just Yuck. like, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> or um, sometimes they'll drop in like a Backstreet Boys song. Oh and my it's God. always my favorite because you can hear all the dude bros in the bar go, oh, what the fuck, man? <laughs> That's a good way to clear. Now, when it. I was in high school, I agree with them. That that said, the Backstreet Boys kind of they they have some bangers, and there's just no getting around it. A hundred percent. I'm old enough now that I don't care to be cool enough. Yeah, anymore no, we can say that them. now. You know, when I was in high school, I'd be like Backstreet Boys. I don't know. Fuck them. They suck. You like them? You suck. Now it's just like everybody. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 100%. I agree. <laughs> so, interesting thing about th- this album or this artist as well is when I told my brother that I had a podcast with a couple of friends and he asked about what we did and I said, "Well, I think at the time it was just you and me, Stephen." And I was like, "Anyway, describing to him what we were doing and he literally was like, "You should listen to Claptone on your podcast." Your brother. My brother. My brother who owned the Moist Creature album and <laughs> Green Day's Nimrod. And I used to hear him learning bass in his bedroom playing Sweet Home Alabama. Wow. The first thing he told me to listen to on the podcast was Claptone. So maybe it runs in the family, but he and I speak maybe once a year, twice a year uh, to wish each other happy birthday. And that's about fucking it. And... Otherwise, we say nothing to each other, and we've gone entire years without even wishing each other happy birthday. And, you know, it's like babies separate, like twins separated at birth. Somehow we both ended up Claptone fans. That's incredible. (laughs) That's really crazy. Yeah. (laughs) Just, it's weird, I guess. So, to give a little backstory, I guess, on Claptone, just pulling right from his Wikipedia, he's a German DJ and producer... And it says he specializes in house and tech house genres, which maybe one or the other of you know what the difference is. I don't, but later I have a, is that a real type of house music game for us to play? Oh, <laughs> yes. I was, so hope- I was like, maybe if Steven's back, he'll have done a little bit of research and maybe Angie will have a game. That's great. I have a game. So yes, he's recognizable because he plays a wears a Plague Doctor's golden mask and it's featured on a lot of his album covers. It's definitely, you know, it's his Iron Maiden's Eddie. He just, he loves that. That's his trademark. You know, it, it could be almost like Doctor Who, where you don't actually know who's under the mask. It could be anyone. Oh, yeah. The, the DJ, I think, is the mask in the black suit with the top hat. It doesn't matter who's under there. And there's quite a lot. I've actually watched one or two of his sets that he's done there's there's entire sets of his on youtube and he doesn't feature a lot of what's on his albums and singles there's a little bit but he's very much just like has a like a regular dj set which seems a little bit more in line with what you guys were talking about this isn't okay so you know there's like new year's eve you know nights and stuff featuring him and it's it's a lot of i think what you'd expect more in those kind of environments as i mentioned at the end of our last episode he makes a random appearance in the paris hilton documentary that she released on youtube she's like oh hey i love your mask i was like that's claptone i did want to circle back to that i guess just more to why were you watching it the pandemic has taken us all in (laughs) various directions angie (laughs) i can't spend all my time giving up on my diet (laughs) i have to I have to deal with my boredom in other ways other than watching pornography and eating food I'm not supposed to eat. Got it. <laughs> I lost my second job and all of a sudden I had a lot of free time that for five years was taken up by work and I had absolutely no idea what to do with it. So it's like Paris Hilton documentary. <laughs> okay. I mean, I, I watched well. Tiger King. <laughs> okay, but that was amazing and everyone <laughs> should as a cultural experience. <laughs> uh, um, how was the documentary? Much like your reaction to this album, it was a hard meh. Okay. That's what I suspected. It, it tells a rather sad tale of a very privileged person who, Where? through through no fault of her own, was sent to a lot of really shitty private schools that where the staff abused the hell out of her and her classmates. I did know that, yes. 
that was, I think, the overarching aspect of it. In general, you just learn that Paris Hilton is somebody that is completely devoted to just being a successful person and is so accustomed to people violating her privacy and not treating her with respect that like every time she starts a new relationship she gets a new phone and a new computer because she's so accustomed to people she's dating like invading her technology to like find out who she's been with in the past and shit like that so she's just very obviously a very damaged person a very broken person but someone who has all the financial means in the world to deal with it in a healthy way and she chooses to just work through the pain instead okay uh was my takeaway from it and uh so uh, maybe one day she'll get some more help but at the end it didn't seem like she was so anyway that was a great summary i I, I, I don't need to watch (laughs) it now that was great yep and scene (laughs) and scene hard man and that's from me knowing nothing about Paris Hilton previous to that. So anyway, he just randomly features when she's doing some DJ set where her boyfriend's being a shitbag. She like uh, walks no. past him. Okay. <laughs> so Claptone apparently gained recognition in 2013 with the song No Eyes featuring Jaw, which we spoke about, which is again, one of the first ones that I found of his. And the, the more I sort of think about it, as much as I sort of joked that I was this rocker guy and went from like Nirvana and Pantera to this, for the last number of years, I've actually listened to a shitload of vaporwave music because I love listening to lo-fi stuff when I'm working or when I'm driving. I listen to this a lot driving and I listen to this a lot working. So I think I sort of have this much the same relationship that you both kind of developed with it, where it's like, yeah, I just need something on in the background to like cook or drive or work or something like that. It's it's not offensive in that way, but it's like I can sort of bob my head to it and it's just like it keeps my my interest up. I'm not sort of starting to flag in the afternoons listening to this music. That's fair. I mean, I think realistically, the only tracks I honestly would really put on would be anything. And I was going to say both versions of the new eyes, but honestly, I, I really, really prefer the radio edit. Me too. Um, so yeah, like, I don't know. I just, I, for once I felt super bad. I was like, Oh, I'm finally back on the podcast and I just have nothing to say. <laughs> I have literally no opinion on this album beyond there's a couple good songs and most of them should be instrumental. <laughs> I was just going to say, it's a solid glimpse into my personality and problems I have where this is like not enough for me. I get a taste for it and I want more. You know, this is how I deal with alcohol. This is how I probably, well, I know it. This is how I deal with drugs. This feels like, oh, I'm just going to have a a little bit and walk away. No, no, not this gal. Like (laughs) I'm having all or none. So for me, it wasn't, I didn't put it on and just like think, oh, it's background music. I was like, this isn't doing it for me. I need mm-hmm. more. So I quite, every like third song, I'd be like, and drop the beat, you know, like, right. as I said, Give I had me more bass. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, and I jam, like I was blasting it. It was, it was a lot of fun to remember that I like dance music, but um, <laughs> yeah, it was, yeah. I just didn't feel like I was getting the hit from it. Go ahead, Bryn. I was going to say, it's funny because all week I kept trying to think of how I was going to describe the way I feel listening to this album. And I think when I listen to the opening of No Eyes, but the radio edit of it, it makes me feel very similar to the way that I feel when I listen to the opening of Amy Winehouse's Take the Box. It's just, for some reason, this like that warmth of, in this case, it's like obviously very synthesized music and in that case of take the box is piano but this sort of makes me feel sort of similar but it's like in the case of that where it's just like oh yeah this is nice this is sort of like like orange sherbet for my ears or something it's just like smooth (laughs) (laughs) and 
I don't gush too much, but I really like the beginning of, of No Eyes. I also listen to the Liquid Spirit song all the time. But again, Liquid Spirit lacks a bass drop. I started listening to it and I was like, I can't wrap my head around this actually. And I also found No Eyes sounded to me like three other songs that I immediately was like, <laughs> oh, this is the beginning of this song, and this is the beginning of this song, and this is the beginning of this song. And I was like, and nothing in the song totally distinguish distinguishes it. I, oh my God, words. Um, makes it different from any of the other songs a lot for me. But I know what you're saying. And it it's dance music that kind of has a calming effect where I guess I, you know... If I want calming, I'll listen to Moby. If I want dance music, I want to be jumping around and giving myself a heart attack. Yeah. See, I find this like a healthy medium between Moby, in, like emotional Moby, and really extreme house music. Or not even extreme house music, house music with like bass drops, and you listen to it on New Year's Eve and stuff like that. I was wondering if you were going to bring up Moby in this episode. Anyway, I'm sorry. I keep jumping over everything you both are saying, so I'll just shut up. No, no I wasn't saying We anything. appreciate your input on that stuff. <laughs> I was literally just going to say, I get where Angie's coming from because. Along with all the no research I did, I wrote a single note, which is, I like my beats fast and my bass down low. Because for most of this album, that's the song that kept popping into my head was like, man, I'd much rather be listening to bass down low right now. Oh, funny. <laughs> In the same way that it perfectly made me be like, I know what type of music this wants to be. And it desperately makes me want to listen to that oh, instead of what this so is. Oh, funny. Okay, Bryn, can I ask you, have you ever listened to... Benny Benassi? Yes. But only the California Dreamin' Benny Benassi. Okay. Basement Jacks? Doesn't ring a bell. Dead Mouse? I have heard Dead Mouse 5. Yep. But I couldn't name a song. I know he dated Cat Bundy <laughs> for a while. Oh, really? I've seen Inside His Mask. Do you know DJ Sammy's Heaven? No. Oh, I'm going to send you some songs after this. Wee! Heaven's really good. Oh my God, it's one of my, it was our favorite when I was overseas. And there's this part of me that's like hoping maybe you guys will just suggest a better dance album at the end of this week. <laughs> oh, oh, you know what? I just made that note when you said I only listen to the, you know, these particular songs because the whole album isn't crazy strong. And I thought, well, I've never listened to a full fucking dance album. No one in the history of the world has. I'm <laughs> literally listening to like I beat the 2018, yeah. or you know what I mean. I don't think I don't think people care about the whole fucking album because I tell you, I've yeah. never listened to a dance album. Maybe Basement Jacks, but what I immediately did was found a playlist that was Ministry of Sound 2000s and went <laughs> with it. There was uh, there's a, a coworker that I used to have at the ga at the gas station with Steven. Her name's Bobby, and when I worked with her during the day, I figured out that she really likes dance music. And I used to uh, I was sort of instrumental in us getting better music at the gas station. I think it's my legacy. <laughs> <laughs> Other than don't take PC points that you're not allowed to take. No, it. <laughs> I used to find playlists on Spotify. This would be like uh, 178 BPM and play. And she'd be like, this fucking crushes. What is this? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> it also brings back, and I don't know how many of you guys have been clubbing, but I did a lot of clubbing in the UK. And that's when it was probably the most, well, I know was the most fun time of my life when we were every weekend, you know, have to get dressed up. So we would get lit into the nice clubs and then 
dance our fucking faces off. There's nothing like it. There's nothing That's like fair. it. That's fair. For other boiled food and warm piss beer, they do know how to fucking party out right in now. that goddamn country. <laughs> God, yeah, like, I love the nobody, beer too, though. <laughs> nobody really does, like, short of, like, England and Germany, I'd say nobody really does that hardcore every every week or every night kind of club scene. Totally. And have you seen right. those pictures of like Cheltenham at, you know, 12 o'clock when all the, because the clubs weren't open crazy late, I don't recall, or maybe one, but, and the streets. They must have had after hours clubs in London and stuff. Yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't in London for very long. Okay. <laughs> I only discovered yeah. after hours clubs in Toronto and that was like the best time. Anyways, I was really, uh, yeah, yeah, that was a party. We can't go into that on the podcast. My mom listens to this. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm not prepared to tell my stories either. Yeah, really. So, in England, like so many people are clubbing. Like there's this one place in Cheltenham that we would go to because it was near the firefighter college I worked at. And so many people would get let out at the same time. You can Google pictures of like 300 mm-hmm. people drunk as fuck falling over themselves. And that's every Saturday night. This is like, they're trying to put fish and chips in their mouth. They're falling over. Someone's tits are out. You know, it's just a hot mess, but it happens all the time. And there's so many people like, Mm -hmm. I guess it would be like being in the market, not one, everything being let out at the same time. But I feel like it's so rare, but in England, there's just a time where you're like, stay off the streets. Like the drunks are coming out or whatever. Yeah, I was going to say, Brendan, for us, it would be like, if you imagine that, like, say half the bars in Edmonton were all on White Ave, and they all, like, basically yeah, are. and they all emptied at the exact same minute, that's what it's mm-hmm. like there every fucking week. It's just this huge, on, like, stay in the cup yeah, a mass of yeah. sweaty, stumbling, stinky drunks. <laughs> and they're like, I'm, I just was always part of this group. And you're like, I, it's, I mean, this is a smart idea. I'm going to go do this. I was always the person being like, watch me do this. And then ending up in a hospital or something. <laughs> that was That awesome. was wicked, guys. <laughs> Same time next yeah. week. <laughs> and it would be the same time next weekend. Oh, my poor liver. I really think about that sometimes. <laughs> Pour some out for Angie's yeah. liver because I can't take it, it can't. anymore. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I've done some clubbing in Ottawa and I've done a little bit of clubbing in Toronto, but I, like I've mentioned before, I am the only person of the three of us that's never left the North American continent, so I have no concept of what things happen. <laughs> Debauchery wise in England, other than what I've seen on like the Oasis documentary. <laughs> 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 Clubs in Toronto are good. Like I've done some clubs in Toronto and it was a riot. It's just- Oh, I had a great time. I still, even like very recently, well, not obviously that recently, my favorite thing would be to go to Barrymore's or Babylon and just dance my face off to like remixed Motown music. Like, yes, 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 yes. It's my- Yeah, see, that's- I will still be doing it. Yeah, I know I'm old, but I'm still gonna be going to Babylon on hipster fuck night and dancing my face off. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, see, and that's kind of where I am. Like, I didn't really give a shit much about, like, techno and dance, but then I started discovering that, right, people have been mashing all these different genres and reworking old classics into, like, dance music, and that's 100%. Like, I mentioned before that, like, uh, electro swing is what I think is it's called is probably my favorite new genre of music just full stop because it's just such an incredible unexpected masterful blend of like 50s big band swing 
and new like electronica and club oh i oh, gotta check so it out i love that stuff too when you kind of bring back something you already love and you're or add something to it that's also cool i think it's great yeah okay are you ready to play is this a type of house music or not are we yeah, is this like, like first person. first to answer are we buzzing no, in I, well you asking us one or the, after the other what's, what's oh i don't know i just thought you would call it out or do do we get does do steven and i get to like discuss it amongst ourselves yeah i think this okay i was okay. gonna say we should just right, shout out our answers oh do you want to play against each other <laughs> Okay, so let's just go with it, guys. Let's just flow with it. Okay, which one of these is a type of house music? Molly House or Acid House? Acid, Acid House. Correct. Nailed it. Say Molly House felt way too like too way too obvious. on the nose. It was yeah. really hard coming up with fake ones. Ecstasy House. MDMA House. Home, MDMA okay, home. Okay, liquid house or funky house? Liquid house. I'm going to say liquid as well. Yeah, <laughs> it's funky. Damn. <laughs> That's a missed opportunity. Yeah. We get, we're going to we're gonna have to make some liquid house. <laughs> yeah, definitely do. It sounds dirty when you said it, actually. Um, complextro or boom? Complextro. Yeah, obviously, because I couldn't say it. <laughs> I come up with something I can't say. It's like boom is an also, ambassador. I'm also extremely surprised boom isn't a type of house music. I was staying quiet, but my guess was going to be boom. <laughs> okay, drop house or fidget house? Drop house. Drop. Fidget. Damn, really? Oh, right. I was actually like yeah. confident about that one too. I. I, and I just got this from a random list, so it could be wrong. But I feel like Drop House is every house song ever. Like, oh yeah, I guess. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I think we're just like, yes, that's Drop House, but that doesn't mean anything in real life. <laughs> okay, Diva House. Uh, on Urban Dictionary, Drop House is when coyotes smuggle illegal Mexicans across the border. <laughs> what? They cram about 50 of them into a small one-bedroom apartment called a Drop House. Well, I couldn't have expected where that was going to go. I mean, we're learning. We're learning a lot. Okay. Okay. Oh, this song's great. Where did my spot? I think my Spotify is playing my own music now. <laughs> yeah, I let mine yes, wander. Anti-brand suggestion. <laughs> no, I feel like Clapton remixed a song that I know. Well, what? The, what is it? Drop the pressure. Oh yeah, there's several versions of Drop the Pressure by Clapton. They're all great. Yeah, that's an old song. That's motherfucker's gonna drop out the pressure. Yeah, that's totally was on my ministry. Okay, two more: diva house or garage house. Diva house. Steven seems real confident. <laughs> okay, so um, they're both diva house and garage house. God damn it! <laughs> uh, so the end. Go team. We don't know anything about house music. So. <laughs> right there. What a giant hole that we can explore on the podcast yes. in a non-sexual way. The only one I definitely knew was Diva House, and that was the goddamn trick question. You got me. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of, like, nook and cranny house music. Saying that, I immediately was like, Garage House sounds awesome. <laughs> totally. That's funny. I thought you'd appreciate there's a Scouse House for Scouse. <laughs> it's like only British people know what Scousers are. Oh, Anyways. amazing. Scouse House. 
That just sounds like something you'd say in your Minnesota accent. Ooh, oh, what's are Scouse we listening house? to the Scouse House right now? Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I say house oddly anyways, like at the best of times. House? I'm like, are we listening to the house, house? music? House. House. It's, I do say it weird. <laughs> house is apparently one of the words that uh, the cast of The Crown used to get into their proper accent because it's so unusual to say the word house. But so many of the homes of the royal family are called something house. I get, honestly, I get it. <laughs> um, that makes sense. I just listened to a podcast where all the people in this of something that needed to get into an Australian accent would always say Jennifer Lopez before starting. They're like, okay, Jennifer oh. Lopez. <laughs> and now I think of that every time I have to not that I try and do accents all the time but I do and I'm like Jennifer Lopez Jennifer Lopez it's a good one that's a good one yeah it is pretty good damn apparently the only the only thing I know how to say in an Australian accent is the word razor blades and you say it by saying rise up lights yeah <laughs> Rise up light. Rise yeah. up light. Rise up light. Yeah, mate. <laughs> True, right? And you get razor blades. Yeah, that makes I tried it with an Australian one time. He's like, eh. Yeah, okay. <laughs> it's close enough. That <laughs> it's pretty good. It's like Mike O'Kane. Mike O'Kane. Mike O'Kane. Hello, my name's Michael Kane. I love Michael Kane. We're doing all bad accents. Oh yeah, for These sure. These are just atrocious. Yeah. I really need to work on my accent game. I used to have such a good accent. Yeah, I've been letting letting it slack too long. Yeah. <laughs> I am now also listening to "Drop the Pressure" by Clapton Angie, and I think it it, it has some of that beat that you guys were saying. Yeah, where did it come from though? Like all of a sudden it started playing, and now I can't find it again. Like hello. It's, it's the tops. It's the top six most popular song. It used to be in the top five before that. My head and my heart. Yeah, I know that song too. Song became one of them. There's several different versions of it. This one is absolutely, in my opinion, the best, and most other people's as well, because it's got way more listens to other everyone else. So I will say this about Clapton: as much as you guys have been kind of mad about it, to his credit, his songs have millions of listens. Yeah. And he's got he's got three and a half million listens on Spotify every month. Apparently, my brother and I are not the only ones. <laughs> <laughs> See, the numbers on some of those tracks is insane. So like what you're those, saying yeah. is our opinion mil. is bullshit, is what you're saying. You're like as yeah. much as yours. <laughs> no, I, I think <laughs> you're you're entitled to have that opinion, but it's wrong, and but you need you're to know wrong that. And you're dumb. <laughs> <laughs> Justin Bieber has a lot of hits too. I don't know if I'd I'd start throwing those up to the quality of his music, in my opinion. Yeah. But uh, I will just, you know, like for for a guy that wears a golden mask and does DJ stuff, he's doing well for himself, at least. And I guess the people that like his music really like it. I don't know. I would go. I, I'm not much of a DJ person, but having seen some of his sets online and stuff, I think it would be fun to go and check him out for a set for like a special occasion just for fun but maybe like you say he's more of like an entry level into house music it's it's not it's not it's super like accessible which is maybe why people like my brother and i like it because who don't traditionally listen to that kind of music i don't even think there's even much value in going to see them live because they're just standing there yeah but i think the atmosphere of a show like that's gotta be incredibly infectious right i mean i think you probably saw big shows i've only been to like club like i saw benny benassi in ottawa maybe twice and it's like still you're just dancing listening to music and some fucking guy in the corner has got headphones on you know it's not like a band where you're like it's not like a stage and yeah you're like oh this could they could just be playing a tape a tape 
set. I think the fun for these guys is probably in creating this set, considering it. They basically press play on a MacBook yeah. now. It's not even a lot of like records and stuff anymore, unless you go see one, some a DJ that specifically specializes in that. Yeah. A lot of these guys are just they have a pre-made playlist. They may fuck around with it a bit, you know, with levels and and stuff right. like that, and and adding the odd thing here and there on like a one of those like mixing like the squares of the lights on it. I actually have one downstairs, <laughs> but I can't remember what what it's called. <laughs> You, know I mean? like you pre-program samples in. It's like a sampler. Okay. It's not a mixing board. It's okay, a sampler. Okay. It's like it, it's literally a, squ a square, and then it's just got shitloads of buttons yeah. on it. It's just like a square with square buttons, and they all light up, and you can you pre-program samples. It and sounds stuff like one them. of those games. Like a, beep boop beep beep. Yeah. Boop, beep. Yeah. <laughs> I, li I literally have one downstairs that's technically my son's, but he got it as a present. But they. <laughs> <laughs> His grandma bought it used, and you need software for those things. <laughs> and the software is fucking expensive. Yeah, because that's how they make money. Uh, and they didn't feel like buying him the software, so I just have one of them in the basement, and that's never been used. <laughs> in case you ever but need it's it. like a yeah, but yeah, it's like a sampler basically. You pre-program it, and then it. And so I think that's kind of what they're doing. But I would love to know how to wrong. make this type of music. I think I'd be pretty uh, good time making some yeah. mashups. It'd be fun as yeah. fuck. I think, yeah, if I was if I was to do music now rather than try and like write music on a guitar or something, it'd be more fun to do this kind of music or like Vaporwave where you're just taking samples of things and like fucking yeah. around with its pitch and its tempo and, you know, just playing with it in that way. I think, yeah, it'd be a lot, a lot more sort of creatively rewarding than sitting down and trying to be like, okay, which notes can I put together in a way that aren't going to get me sued yeah. because someone <laughs> else already did it. <laughs> can't yeah. do it anymore so surprisingly despite the fact that no one had much to say about this album it seems we have <laughs> arrived at a time where if anyone has any final thoughts we should voice them and otherwise i guess we'll have to get another album set up for next week and see where we're, see where we're going i will just say i'm so glad that we did a dance album because it really reminded me that dance music is always a good time to listen to even if it's mediocre but it's still always a good time like it's one of those things that you forget is on the planet and then you're forced to listen to it and you're like this always makes me happy <laughs> so yeah. uh i was glad for that and i was i listened to a lot of dance music and it really upped my mood so i appreciated that and i'm excited that you are into this type of music and i'm totally gonna send you some shit after you're gonna make me a mixtape <laughs> i probably have made you so many mix cds like i must have because i that's all i did i made mix cds I don't know if I was ever on the mix CD rotation, but we can... We can start now, it's fine. I don't think so. <laughs> I'll send you a great playlist. <laughs> I'm here for it. I'm sorry, I hope one day our, our podcast grows that when we start making playlists open on Spotify or whatever, we have fans that add to it and be like, you like that? Yes, Listen to this. That, would be that would be awesome. That'd be a dream. Mm -hmm. Anyway, sorry, Steve. Oh, no worries. Please, please go I ahead. was going to say, like, all I've got really for final thoughts is, yeah, I'm glad you found a new kind of style of music to enjoy and discover but I don't know if I'll personally ever listen to it again. <laughs> Just cause like, I don't know, if I'm in the mood for dance music, I want like what Angie's thinking. Like I want to fucking go hard. I want to give myself a goddamn concussion. Yeah, <laughs> I, I definitely made myself almost vomit dancing. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But I'm, I'm excited for you to discover something new. Cause I think that's always really awesome. But yeah, I mean, I don't really have, I'm, I've literally already stopped listening to it. I'm now listening to the Presidents of the United States of America. I saw so. that. 
So my opinion may be wrong, and I'm fine with that. Something that I never expected I listen to again <laughs> when after the Weird Al version. <laughs> For me, as the sort of the one person that suggested this, the one person that's connected with this in a big way previous to our episode, I will say that. Like, I think Angie and Steven put it best where this is sort of maybe a good entry-level dance music. Not that anyone really needs entry-level. I don't know why I connect with this. I don't know. But I will say, in terms of this album, there's some decent songs on it. Um, But for the most part, I just stick within Clapton's, like, top 10 popular tracks on Spotify. I live there. I'm happy with that in terms of listening to, to this artist. And I don't really foresee myself forcing forcing to go much further than that when new singles come out they usually end up on the popular and i end up listening to them a couple of times and it's like no i'm just gonna go back to the ones that i already like so i don't know i i think it's really it's it's easily it's, it's approachable would you say it's approachable dance music it's true sure. i think it's, it's not, i think it's super approachable i think like, it's I think it really is yacht dance music <laughs> da- yacht dance music all right <laughs> This is the Steely Dan. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I like it, and I'd encourage you to give it a shot. If you feel fall more into Steven and Angie, maybe you will have a listening experience that will lead you to dance music you like better, and you'll still feel good and have a good time and listen to dance music and feel and and, and not be sorry that that you did this. So I guess I'm glad that you guys both found music that you really enjoyed listening to through the week as a result of listening to this. That's part of the reason why we talk about other music we listen to through the week. It's like, where did this take you in terms of your listening experience because of this album being the theme of the week or whatever? Yeah, and and as speaking of, of one of the features that we thought we'd add to the podcast, maybe I found this as a result of a Shazam. I think this week I also Shazammed a song from season four of The Crown, which turned out to be a song called War. Oh, nice. And it was really, really awesome. So check that song out too. For something that's absolutely not dance music. <laughs> but that was what I should say this week. Nice. I'll give it a shot, whatever. Get get Shazam. Put it up to the speaker while you're watching TV. That's how I found Shelby Mary was because of Shazam. So whether you get Shazam or some other app, if you think of a song and it catches you in a show or out when you're walking around the world or whatever, just find out what it is and fucking listen to it. See where it takes you. Because that's how I found Clapton. Sweet. So I guess... Is it Steven's turn? I was going to say, who's who's coming up? Because if you want a dance album, that's got to be Angie. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, I, I, I know you said last week you had a couple albums for suggestions, so I figured you were going this week. Okay. Yeah, I was just, we talked about it. I mean, I've mentioned them a bunch of times, honestly, but we talked about it during our like Spotify wrapped up episode that AJR features pretty prominently on my like top played songs. For like the next album, I'd like to do AJR's Neo Theater. Okay. I'm really bad at describing music. It's like, I don't know, alt pop, honestly. It's it's nothing hardcore or crazy. It's just poppy and fun and infectious. Like, But I really love them. I, I think they're stupid fun. Like, they're so easy to listen to. I'm excited. I love it. I can't wait. They've got hundreds of millions of listens on. Yeah, so this is their this is their second like big album. Okay. Interesting. All right. Two weeks in a row with songs that have been released within the last 10 years. Check out. <laughs> we are so hip. Can't wait to be busting out those VHSs again. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, if you're still here, thanks so much for listening. Again, Stephen, welcome back. I hope we can. Thank you for having count, me back. Count, count you in for the foreseeable future. Of course, I got to make sure I'm on this train before it takes off. 
<laughs> awesome. Well, thanks so much, guys. Thanks for listening to Claptone with me. It was fun. And I'll see if I can hit you with another hard medium for my next book. All right. (laughs) Thanks for listening. See ya. Thanks for listening to Life to Labyrinth podcast. Theme music by Devin Rose. Find Devin on Bandcamp or any streaming service. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Life Number Two Labyrinth. <laughs>